Paper Play Action presents My name is Dre, hosting tonight's mini-sode, the first of the mini-sodes that I'll be participating in, the first that I've hosted solo style. Um, I hope you all are comfortable, I hope you all are well, I hope you all are safe and secure, and blessings to you all. If there's anything troubling you, I hope that right now you, uh, lots of hope coming off of me in the moment, but I trust that I can uh, reach you in some way. As, as just a friendly voice, um, a friendly disembodied voice, and the, the vastness of the internet ether, uh, just, just to share a few things that interest me amongst the list of really awesome stuff that uh, got sent to me from our co-host and friend, uh, Monty Brown. These things stood out to me. I'm, I am fans of these things. Uh, I, I have a pre-existing uh, enjoyment for these things already. But, um, yeah, let's just, let's just kick it off uh, with Dead by Daylight, Tome 7, The Forsaken Rift. I've got the trailer here, and we've got the narrator back. We've got the narrator back, so I'm just going to play this trailer, and uh, this, is, this will be my second time watching it through. Uh, so I'm just going to play this trailer back, and then I'll go over a few notes that I took the first time I watched it. Getting another plague, uh, plague or plague, as the Dead by Daylight fandom likes to jokingly call her. We got another plague skin, and already we are focusing on Bill. I, I can already imagine we're focusing on Bill because the Forsaken Tome trailers have really been focusing on Bill. Yeah, the narrator is is <laughs> it's we're talking about Bill. The narrator, the narrator, excuse me, is focusing entirely on Bill. So if you're not a Bill fan already, or if you do not already have a uh, uh, Left for Dead love within you, if that's not a franchise that you're already invested in or have been at some point in your gaming career, if you're a gamer, then um, you know you may you may not really care about the meme that Bill has become. Uh, coming over from Left 4 Dead and being introduced, well, not introduced, but being shared with Dead by Daylight. Um, one of the only, I think the only licensed character, I think that's noted in my notes. We've got Claudette here. Yeah, so, <laughs> anybody who's got beef with Claudette and uh, anybody who's uh, <laughs> not really a fan of Bill and thinks he's useless, or just uses him as a meme. You may not be super interested in the, in the tome yet. The mating guard is the name. Excuse me, the name of the plague outfit tonight. So Nicosir is getting a another outfit, the Brooklyn Knights outfit. 
and the trapper is getting another outfit that's enough from the trailer uh dead by daylight is introducing even more mysticism and i dig it the fact that there's there's a uh, a legitimate picture animated trailer for forsaken uh, also is is pretty cool it features a younger bill and you know some a lot no well very heavy zombie uh motifs or not not even motifs they it's 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 zombies it's <laughs> there's zombies in there uh that's awesome it's been a while since i was uh heavily invested in dead by daylight but this is pretty cool uh, just just the idea of tomes because when i came into when i get when i got back into dead by daylight after being away for a while there was already like two or three tomes something like that maybe even four and even then, since then, I haven't played so much of Dead by Daylight to know the tome system in and out. Uh, so I don't know if it was anything different. I, I, I assume it's basically challenges with some lore behind it. Some sort of lore behind it. And that mechanic for Dead by Daylight, I, I wonder if we could actually get to, well, let me just read what I've shared here, or written down in my notes. It would be really cool if we had to deal with zombies as well for a little bit. So the Forsaken Tome is the latest tome tree to go down in the game uh, for, you know, for the challenges and stuff. And I actually came back into the game after some tomes were introduced. So that was a pleasant surprise for me. I'm, I'm not gonna, well, I just reiterate myself, but that was a pleasant surprise for me. It wasn't something that I did complain about. I thought that it was not 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 refreshing because it's, you know, a, a tome tree or a, a challenge tree. It's nothing different to me. Uh, maybe tomes are a lot more intricate than I'm making them. And if they are, then that it's just left to me to discover as I play the game. But, uh, uh, you know, it's it's cool visually to me, like as as a fan of very uh, uh, Lovecraftian uh, glowy visuals, like dark fantasy. I, I get that sort of vibe. I get that energy. I don't, I don't like saying vibe. I get that. I get that. That radiates off of uh, the tones. And I mean, when you say the word tone, you already getting into what people would consider archaic terminologies and things like that. Uh, let's get back to these notes. I'll get a little bit on track here. Yeah, just having new things to do in the Adam mysticism was a big draw for me. Uh, Billy Badass Overbeck, famous from Left 4 Dead. He has more cosmetics. He has a trinket. Uh, Claudette has a new outfit, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, that's just cool to me because I use Claudette. You know, it's I, and I didn't use Claudette as a bush camper so her new outfit is not going to be ideal for bush camping it's very bright so if, if you're thinking about getting the new outfit for claudette oh yeah i get to use my bush camping uh survivor and you know hide in, in the what is what is claudette's nickname ah uh, she has some sort of uh, nickname that's has something to do with ah uh, i can't remember it's been a while but i can't remember her nickname <laughs> that the community has given her uh, rather given the players who use Claudette for bush camping? Uh, really funny. But uh, Zarina's got yeah. Zarina's got a new cosmetic. Uh, the Trapper's got a new cosmetic, and Kate has a new cosmetic. I was actually a Kate main for a little while, 
and you all know why because she has a crutch perk and you need that as a survivor main um yeah seems like bill's the main focus for this tome he's the only licensed character that's free to all the players and i'm sure most people are gonna be unironically playing him now because his new outfit does look pretty badass and it, it gives me that desire for the zombies and that's that's kind of why i need zombies in this game uh you know it's got the blood it's got the guts on it it's got the intestines it's uh military garb you know it's, it's built but i, I kind of need zombies in this game just a little bit and and only for a little bit it doesn't you know it could just be a test or a trial type situation you know it doesn't need to be that many zombies it, it'd be really cool i'm serious it'd be really cool all right so hear me out all right the zombies could be minor obstacles very minor uh and so minor that we could kill them if we so choose but and, and like i do mean that they're so minor that we could kill them if we so choose they're not uh they are not something they're not an objective to accomplish what, what, what objective could there possibly be for a zombie to kill it uh they're not in any way crucial for a survivor to win the game or for a killer to win the game you know in, in, in any strategy right we're not trying to make this a zombie focused game we're not trying to now take dead by daylight and make it half a zombie game at all you know half a zombie game is zombie game at all we're not trying to do that so you could kill them if you so choose but this would also alert the killer because the zombies we could say are linked to the uh killer through the entity right i feel like this is an idea that people have had before and it's a brilliant idea i don't know why it's not done but we could say that the entity is beginning pissed off because the killers aren't sacrificing enough uh, of the survivors to it so it links these weak undead weak undead that could that could be arisen after hooking a survivor three times it doesn't have to be one survivor that you hook three times after hooking eight after hooking three survivors after getting three hooks after getting three hooks you can arise or you could you could give life to these you could raise the dead you could raise these zombies and there wouldn't be that many of them but they'd be on the map so the killer is motivated even further to be aggressive because having these zombies no matter how you see it if the zombie like the zombies are going to be attracted to the presence of the killer if they're in a certain range that could be another way of that could be a way of keeping the killer uh oh not the killer the survivor off of a generator right and that's that's a that's a easy that's an easy fix that's an easy obstacle to overcome for a survivor so the killer is motivated even further to be aggressive so that they can get the ability to raise these zombies okay but this increased aggression could make the killer sloppy, which does work in the survivor's favor, right? You know, uh, uh, the scent, the and and if it doesn't, then we're thinking about some really strategic killers now. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're thinking about. Uh, the incentive of the survivors to kill the zombies, um, which again, are not vast in number at all. That incentive would be to pick up items off of their body or to just eliminate the amount of help the killer has. Um, because there are there are lots of roles 
when it comes to the game as far as the survivor is played uh but the one role that i think the survivors don't have and this is what most of us do want is the ability to use our physical prowess to defend people um, because we do have people who are more defenders who are more attackers and i will put myself on the front line and eliminate what threat that I can for the betterment of the group. And most of the players that we have in the Dead by Daylight community are that kind of player. Not, 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 I'm not going to say they are that kind of player, but in within most of the, the hardcore Dead by Daylight fandoms uh, community, there are plenty who are like that. I can tell you that for a fact. There are plenty of the hardcore Dead by Daylight fan uh, fans who are genuine defenders. That's the kind of role that they would like to play when they're in a uh, support group. In in real life, in in games, you know, in, in squad games, that's that's who they are. And so it would be really cool to allow that to be within this game. At this point, it's a it'd be a perfect evolution. I think this tome is a great way to start that. You know, we could get um you know, so, so you're picking up items off their body, and so what if you're looking for a specific item? Well, we should be able to see the items too, you know, so that the killer, or not the, not the killer, the survivor can make an educated decision on whether or not they want to kill the zombie, right? So instead of, in, maybe, maybe I see a zombie coming my way, I'm on a generator, and instead of saying, okay, I'm gonna just move away from my generator, lead the zombie away for a little bit, and then come back to my generator, I see this zombie has uh, has a flashlight clipped onto their, their jacket or their lapel, you know, like, like a, a constructor jacket or some, some shit like that. Or a key dangling off their neck or a map in their back pocket or a medkit strapped to their back. Easy. You can easily do that. And you kill the zombie and you get that item uh, and whatever the item rarity is, that's completely you know, you can, you can say that's random, okay? And again, killing the zombie would alert the killer, but, um, and there are all kinds of perks that you can create around this system, all kinds of ideas or uh, 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 abilities that would increase, you know, your chances to get some sort of item or, you know, increase the, uh, decrease the range that a uh, killer has to be to you uh, when, after you've killed a zombie to, uh, and it alerts the killer or it doesn't alert the killer, you know, something like that. That's easily done. Um, I just think, uh, let, me, let, me, let me get back on track. Again, killing the zombie would alert the killer, but just think about how much more people would want to play both the survivor and the killer just off of this feature alone. Survivors would be even more tactical, even more immersed. I also think there'd be far less survivor complaints and killer BMing. Uh, the endgame counter, honestly, I think the endgame counter is still a good idea, uh, with the zombies in included. Uh, but it should be slowed down a little bit, you know, the timer shouldn't be as fast. Survivors do really want to fight for their survival, and as a survivor main, I think there's far more of the uh, sentiment after you've won a match of, yeah, fuck you, killer. You know, you piece of shit. Yeah, like, like, you know, like, suck my dick, killer. 
cool. like I got it. Yeah, and like like we there's there's too much hostility, you know, and not enough like excitement that you got out. It it wasn't uh, uh, organized. It wasn't really organized. You guys aren't really working together, and still you can have this feature. I think having the zombies would make more survivors work together. Uh, and you may start to, you know, well, what about, you know, survivors being able to communicate and, and that sort of thing, you know, now we're putting even more strategy into the survivor's hands and they're getting more of a way to get out. Why? Well, I, I don't, I don't quite agree. I understand that sentiment, but I do think that the more power you give into the survivor's hands while balancing that with an obstacle for that survivor that is within the control of the killer then you're getting a more balanced game everything needs to be balanced within the survivor and obstacles against the survivor for this game because the game is called Dead by Daylight not feed me my dinner what do I mean by that? I mean yeah killers should have to work for their food you're the killer. You are the killer. You need to work for this kill. That's why there's four of us. But if you balance the obstacles against the survivor within the game, that's within the control of the killer. I'm not talking about boosting the killer all the time. I'm saying balance the obstacles of this against the survivor within the game itself. That's all I'm saying. Next up, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. And I just want to read straight off of my uh, notes for this one because I am running out of time and I do want to really quickly talk about the last one, which is Game Builder Garage, spoiler alert. But Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, I am a D&D fan, big fan. However, I unfortunately haven't played any campaigns because my nerdy ass friends wanted to play their tabletop RPGs instead of D&D. Which is totally fine because I had a great time regardless. Um, so how can I be a big fan and have not played any campaigns? Well, because I have had the wonder and the the fortunate ability to live my wonder vicariously through streamed campaigns. You know, of course, the first one and my favorite to my heart being Critical Role. Yes, yes, yes. Say what you want. Yeah, Critical Role fanboy. No, I do love Critical Role. I do appreciate the uh, just the, the the level of production and the fact that these are voice actors, you know, actors. These are really t there's just so much talent. There's just so much fucking talent. Okay. Um. <laughs> but anyways, there's a local uh, comic shop that may be hosting a campaign. Uh, local to me that may be hosting a campaign but anyways i digress baldur's gate dark alliance of course this game is set in the forgotten realms campaign setting 
So if you haven't yet found a party to sit at a table with, uh, like me, to start any of the various campaigns, I personally have at least three that I'm eager to play, being uh, like two of them. The top two that I'm most eager to play being Curse of Stroud and Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Uh, you'll be able to play, you'll be able to put yourself in the lore of D&D with this video game, with Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Uh, the game is 20 years old, it came out in 2001 for PlayStation 2 and Xbox, so this is a 4K re-release for the game. It's not a remaster, let that be clear. This is only a graphically scaled up re-release of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, released in 2001. So, Dark Alliance comes out pretty soon this year. <laughs> like, next month. <laughs> uh, so, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance getting, and by Dark Alliance, I mean Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance, the new, uh, the new release, the completely new release that's coming out. That comes out this year, uh, next month, June 22nd. So Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance getting a re-release re so close to Dark Alliance being released is a bit of an odd choice to me, but uh, I had no real realm of knowledge for D&D at the time of the release of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. I, I mean, I was, I was only four at that point, so uh, I didn't start playing games until I was about six years old, starting off with the Nintendo and my older brother's Xbox. Actually, it was my older brother's Sega Genesis and uh, Dreamcast and, uh, uh, let me see, and Atari, the 5200. And I started, with, I started off with old consoles. It was great. But uh, um, I do remember seeing the case for Baldur's Gate. Dark Alliance. I, I remember seeing the case in stores, and I mean, if I had been into top-down games and dungeon crawlers at the time, then I likely would have checked it out. But it didn't take me long at all to fall madly in love with fantasy. I'm talking like after I was born. It didn't take me long at all. I, I mean, fantasy became one of the first loves of my life, and it is in my mind, especially dark fantasy, this genre that I write in that my Magnum Opus, well not my Magnum Opus, but I'd say my, my, uh, the, the big work that I have had stirring within the pot of my brain and in various places scattered around, uh, my, my, you know, my notes, be it my notes on my phone, physical written notes and notes on my laptop, wherever, uh, my baby, I, I call that a neo-dark fantasy. I, I don't know if that's a genre that's been touched on before or been uh, introduced in something else. I'm sure it has, but that's what I like to write in. But I love fantasy. I love fantasy. Um, so if I had been older, I probably would have played this. And I think that's a lot. That's, that'll be the case for a lot of people. Um, I, was secretly fa I was secretly fascinated with D&D for... Uh, um, <laughs> for quite a while uh, but I guess I wasn't ready to come out of the shadows or come out of the D&D closet you know a lot of a lot of us geeks growing up took a while to come out and be like yeah I kind of like Dungeons and Dragons that nerdy ass game with the dice and, and the board and the paper and the pencils and and the characters that you're role-playing you know but if you're into fantasy and top downs and looking for a little nostalgic kick then i think this may be a pretty good game for you to check out i have no personal experience of the game to speak of so i can't talk to you about the uh you know the the, the, the gameplay itself 
and uh, the mechanics and how it feels, how it feels to hold the controller and play the game if it's too heavy or you know if it's too floaty you know I, I can't really tell you that but I can look at gameplay and I have and it looks solid it looks like you're it's a good game <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say it looks like a good game and uh, that's really about it I, I probably myself my personal decision I'm probably just going to wait for Dark Alliance to drop because economically this decision just seems a little bit fugazi to me just a little bit i mean Baldur's gate dark alliance is running for 29.99 on xbox playstation nintendo pc and mobile and dark alliance will be released on ps5 ps4 xbox series x s xbox one and pc on june 22nd 2021 for $39.99. Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance is a 20-year-old game and it is a re-release. It's a 4K upscale. Let me repeat that. It is a 4K upscale. Okay, this is not this it's the graph it's a graphical enhancement and, and making it so that you can play it on on your current console, your, your current gen console on, on Steam. And it's being sold for $29.99. And Dark Alliance is being sold for $39.99. I don't know if this means that they have no faith, uh, the developers of the game. I don't know who they are, and I didn't write that down. I should have written that down. I don't know if this means that they have no faith in D&D Dark Alliance, or if they're saying that Baldur's Gate... Dark Alliance is being jacked up in price because it's so damn old and you can't play it otherwise. Because most people don't have PlayStations anymore. I do have my PlayStation 2. No. No, I don't have my PlayStation 2 anymore. I did. I do have PlayStation 2 games because at some point I will again become very nostalgic for those games. So if Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance was found to me, if I just stumbled into, you know, like any game store or any, uh, you know, local game shop, and they had, you know, with like trade-ins, and there was, it, it was just there, BG Dark Alliance, then shit, I'll pick it up. So, <laughs> what do I think you guys should do? I think you guys should wait for Dark Alliance. But, still, BG Dark Alliance is a enjoyable enough game from me to you as coming from a person who has not played it. And, uh, anyways, last but not least, this is a quick one, actually. Game Builder Garage. Nintendo is making a game for Switch that is going to teach people how to program, how to make video games. We are entering a world of cyberpunk. We are entering the if you if you are a Ready Player One fan like I am, I do really enjoy the movie. I know a lot of people have their hearsay about you know Ready Player One from Steven, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, but I'm a huge fan. I just think you know just just. Don't be such a critic. <laughs> Don't be such a critic. I love movies too. I love movies. They are a huge passion of mine. Sometimes you gotta just be able to turn off and you know turn off that that know-it-all brain and be like, all right, you know, this is yeah, that's look at this. This is so rushed. And like, Dude, just to be a kid, okay? So Nintendo realizes that the person who is going to create the Oasis is young right now like they're growing up they're kids the person who's going to build 
the like the oasis oasis from ready player one is a child right as we speak and they are alive as we speak game builder garage is going to be one of the perfect introductions for that child to build the oasis and I am going to play Game Builder Garage because I it's it's no coincidence in my mind. This is just divine timing. It's no coincidence in my mind that this game is being uh, released around a time where I'm 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 getting into coding and programming and uh, game design. Not really getting into game design, but thinking about all the game design ideas that I have, all the story ideas that I have for games, and being like, yeah, sure, man, I'll make a little I'll make a little indie game. Based off of that, I don't know what kind of style I have, but I'll make a little something something. Why not? I'm, I'm a renaissance man. I'll do it, sure. Game Builder Garage comes along? Fuck it, man. I will play that. This has been Dre with tonight's mini-sode. I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for being with me as I went through these these three games. And I uh, hope you took something from it. I hope it was valuable to you if you took even a slight tiny teeny tiny bit of worthless uh, worthless uh worthwhile <laughs> information piece of information if it, any of it was useful to you then by golly i did my damn job and i wish you all i do have a good night guys